Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast. Episode 243. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game. It's played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is Defragging Data Haven. Having completed their first job for Data Haven, Mariah and Cleve spend some time in their new home, contributing locally however they can. But once Roz has processed all the new data, they begin preparations for their next trip out. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes, if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. As I recall, our intrepid explorers, planet fallers, had made it back to Dave Haven with one mostly functional robot, one dysfunctional robot, one, one mostly functional Mariah, one mostly functional Mariah, one as functional as she's going to get Corazon Cleave. Did I? I did get some wounds, actually, because I was being pummeled by the, the thing. Right. Yeah. But you would have recovered one each day, and we had two days of traveling, so... Yeah, I had five, so I could have so three. Couple back, yep. Um, and one Dr. Satali, somebody exasperated. Calmer now, yes. I haven't heard gum. She didn't talk much on the way back to Data Haven proper. She took a lot of notes, though. She took a lot of notes. You caught up with Corazon very close to the entrance, because Corazon's dragging his robots. Yeah. We helped her drag them the last bit of the way. And there was also a, a briar beast. That was Dr. Satali. Yes, that's following Dr. Satali. It does not lift anything, though. That is not unnerving at all. When we get to Data Haven, does it like take up a post? Like it's now ready to be on ah. the guard? Uh, you see Dr. Satali pull out like some sort of like, looks like a smelling salt kind of thing. Like a vial? Yeah, some sort of vial. She takes that out, and once she takes that out... The Briar Beast, then it goes to like that location. Up until that moment, it's like following her. This is the stand guard pheromone. Uh, you can make a knowledge Chiron check if you'd like to. I do want to make a knowledge Chiron yeah. check. I think this is hard. I'll give you a blue die though, because you get to witness this in person. I know a little bit about Chiron. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know what advantage is worth. Yeah, like other than what you said, like you're not really sure. Exactly how this works, what the training measurement is. Okay, let me ask is you. Is this an incentive? Can I sense it in any way? Can you sense it? Like the pheromone thing. Not that I can like process it or anything, but like does it register right. with me? Make an average fungus magic check. Okay. I was this asking will if, cost you strength. I was asking if that was what the advantage could be, but can I have a blue dye on this fungus yes, magic check? Absolutely then? can. This is only two purposes. Oh wait. And another one, because we're outside still. You are still outside. So I'm doing magic, so it's two strain? That is two strain. <laughs> and you have three... <laughs> three threats. Uh, three threats, bad things can happen. Like you pass out, and I'm like, see? <laughs> I told you. The spell is slightly more powerful than I expected. Or... Or all other spellcasters and creatures attuned to magical energies become aware of the character. Which... Could be interesting. I mean, that could just be like plant slash fungus things take note of me in some way, like if the briar beast like does, but Right. So mechanically here's what's I think is gonna happen. One, you're gonna take an extra two strength. 
And then you're going to have an experience. So you're going to use a two-strain thing? This is more of a narrative thing, I think. That, like, you can literally see the smelling salt and that it's an incredibly strong uh, scent. Not quite noxious, but, like, distinct. You cannot smell anything but that right now. Okay, so it smells like something, and it, that smell is, like, overwhelming. Um, yes. Oh, how about it smells like rusty metal? Like blood? Like iron? Not Well, maybe. Uh, it smells like a damp, dark place, rusty metal, and, like, you're getting this in, and, like, your vision kind of starts to go, and you feel like you're in an enclosed space again. Um, I would like a fear-based discipline check. Super nice. Hope I'm not putting too much on you. I feel like that was a three-threat, not a two-threat thing to do. Okay, then don't take that extra two strain. <laughs> All right. Mariah's discipline, very, very low. And you said three purples? Uh, two purples. Two purples. Okay. And was there anything else going on here? Not at this point. You're not having a full visual hallucination right now. Okay. It's just... It's like you, it's like you can't... Your vision kind of blurs for a second. You're, you can't see for a second. And you're overwhelmed by the smell. And the smell is the memory of, like, dark, damp place. Probably smells like blood a little bit. Okay. Rust. You can hear sounds of the city. That is a failure on a fear check with one advantage. You have thoughts? Mariah will step back away from Dr. Satali, Mm -hmm. further away, and will kind of anxiously say, like, can you close that? Can you close that now? Okay. Do you have thoughts on this advantage? I don't feel like getting a strain back necessarily makes sense, other than, like, you're putting some distance between... Um, I don't know what else is going to be happening here. Like a, a blue die on another applicable role. No, I think we've okay. We're, we've narrative, narratively covered uh, quite a bit. Like Dr. Satali looks like, sure. Okay, then advantage-wise, Dr. Satali like, knows and understands what's in that. Yeah. And that could be somewhat useful for like quantifying things related to stuff going on with Mariah. Yes. In fact, she like looks at you. She's like, oh, oh okay. Um, shouldn't... Like, humans can't smell this. So, but, but, but okay, okay. Cleve, Mariah, are you doing okay? Mariah will say, this human can. Cleve is, like, eyeballing the plant beast this whole time. He's like, I'm fine. Plant beast is following orders. An obedient soldier. You wish your... You wish soldiers under your command were at least that. True. It's good at his job, but... She needs work on its marching, sure. but, you know, other than that... Yeah. Uh, she puts it back in. Uh, at this point, Corazon is, like, putting in the... The hacker code. And shh, opens up. Hypercore. Her name's Hypercore, isn't it? When, when, she's, when hacking. she's hacking. Oh, but okay. So entering in the code, she's Corazon. <laughs> I mean, it was a serious hack. <laughs> she does put the sunglasses down, but only briefly. <laughs> so then we are going to shove these two robots into the elevator. I think so, yeah. Nobody checks what the elevator's weight capacity is. It was for a spaceship. And this is the supply module. It had to be well, um... like industrial strength. Yes, oh, yes. that's freight yeah. elevator. Yes, it's only one floor, anyways. I mean, yeah. we all fit in it. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a tight squeeze, but you all fit in. So, and like again, for my just for a moment, it's just like crammed in here, but you know it's gonna be fine. I do uh, remove my boutonniere before we go down, and I feel like. With the utility level of magic, I should be able to remove boutonnieres without damaging my vest anymore. Yes, I will give you that as a a spell you do not have to roll for. Just a little bit of coaxing. Yeah. 
Don't want to damage its roots. Don't want to damage the shirt. You like replant it? Yeah, I do. I think you need a little pot to leave it up here. And Clean actually says that. You need a little pot for that guy. I think it'll do fine just with the soil here. We come out, it's taken over the forest. It's like, <laughs> oh, hey. that was why you wanted a pot to contain it. <laughs> Thanks for the ride. Uh, you ride down the floor. Not just Hallie says like she needs to recover a little bit. That's it was a trying experience for her, but she'd be happy to chat uh, later. She apologizes for her unprofessional behavior on the field. <laughs> I, I thought my fear get the better of me, so I'll after the evening meal, um, we can reconnect if you like. Wait, what happened to her? Did something happen, um, or did did we not? No, see it? she was just like unusually exasperated and like was possibly threatening to give uh, okay. Ryan medication without consent. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember she was like a little bit weird, or she was kind of weird and maybe a little aggressive, but I was like, wait, what had she been through? Did we yeah, know about that's that? The thing. And I was like, because I was thinking about Clay being pummeled by the robot going, you had a bad day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you see her pull out another piece of whatever gun that she has, and not storms off, but like briefly, like deep breath, composes, and goes to like face her staff. Okay. I think we have a delivery to make to Tenok. Let's go show Ross first. Okay. Hopefully that's on the way. <laughs> Nothing's that far away. It's not a super huge uh, settlement. There's just a few hundred people on the river. All right. So uh, Mariah asks Cleve, how do you want to do the reveal? Roz! <laughs> <laughs> you immediately uh, go to Roz. Yeah. Look! <laughs> yeah, Roz is like, I'm glad to see you two back in one piece. Uh -huh. Mostly one piece. <laughs> three of us. My apologies. They do say three, mainly, but mainly Roz is addressing Cleve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glad to see you all in one piece. <laughs> Cleve's just like, ah? Not too bad, not, not too no bad. Word. Looks like you got a good shot in on this one. You only dinged it on the side here, Cleve. Yeah, I Your aim's my... getting a little rusty. I dropped my it? gun. <laughs> you dropped your gun? When he was hitting me. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, can't wait to dig into this. Tenox gonna like it? Which one's Tenox again? I mean, I'm gonna see all the data, but... Oh, well, we also have the data that you sent us for. Oh, right, that! Yeah, Core, Hypercore at this point, is very, uh, almost proud. This is like, yeah, Data Jack Roz. I got the, I might got the data. Have, might have something about what happened to that kid on it. You know, the kids. Arcs. If we find anything about them, We'll let you know if you have any leads on what I should search for. There's probably a lot of data here. It's gonna take me a little bit, take me a little bit of time. Like Roz takes the like USB stick, or whatever, plugs it in, and like immediately you start seeing like all kinds of like graphs, charts, uh, other stuff start flying up. There's also like the robots themselves. If they recorded anything related to Arcs being dragged away, like what happened to Arcs after Takudo left the scene. Yeah, because we had the two data things, one from the node and then one from the robot, right? One that I ripped out of the robot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, if you want to give Roz one of those pieces and take the rest of the Tenok right now, you're, it sounds like like Roz is going to be able to get a look at all the data eventually, and Tenok is more interested in the hardware. I think Roz should get all of the data bits right now. I mean, That's like... That's what Cleve will push for, say. Now, I think Roz would be better than... Then can, they can make it over to Tenok once all the data's... Can Roz, like, copy over the robot's data stores? Uh, what Roz does is, like, takes a look at the robots real quick, fiddles around, and, like, jams a, like, it looks like a little USB stick to you into it. It's like, well, now it's connected to our, like, in-system wireless network. Okay. 
So I'll be pulling from it as I can. Okay. Then we can take the physical robots down to Tenok. Yes. Because Roz like, uh-huh, uh-huh, now I finally yeah, got yeah, something yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And really Roz is like not paying super close attention to you now that like, the data's up. They're really just like, oh, what is this over there? And like Coruscant is trying to track what they're doing, but like... Does the like ear-based eye like HUD thing? Yes, that also out? has information. That like folds down and it's like code is flying. You have no idea what's going on. You see text, you see pictures, you see like graphs that Roz must be creating. Ah, Roz is dark. Let's go to Tanuk. Do we lose Coruscant here? Does she stay behind? I think she is, like, transfixed in a way. Okay. If you wanted to pull her out, you might be able to. That's not super hard, but... That's fine. You go to visit Tanuk. Yeah. Before he knows how to do anything with this. Yeah. Uh, Tanuk is in their little, like, workshop-y area. They're poking at different things. Uh, Chloe is actually there with them. The hunter person, you might recall. Okay. Tenok seems to be working on some sort of uh, rifle of some sort. Chloe had been going on a hunt while we were on our mission. Yes. Should have recovered the EMP device. Even though it was used, that might be... Might have been able to recharge or something. That would have been yeah, good. But I didn't think of it. Delivery! Mm. Ah, excellent. Excellent. One... Does this robot work? They point to the, like, mostly intact one. It's out of power right now, but mm. once its battery mm. charges... Tenok reaches into, like, a mess of cables... Pulls out exactly the right one. Cleve can give like a non-technical version of what happened to them. So actually he doesn't know what the, what happened with the EMP. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't know where the EMP went, but... That went off under this one. Oh, ah, fascinating. Uh, and I kind of pulled its brain out. And we have that now because Roz put a thing in it and then gave it back. Is that what? Yeah, Tenak looks like this has been added aftermarket. The like little thing that Roz had. Oh, yeah. oh that's for Roz to get data. Mm-hmm. So don't wipe it yet. Ah, no, of course, of course, of course. Or whatever you do. <laughs> Tenok does ask for, like, a blow-by-blow blow of, like, how the battle worked. So I'm not asking for you, the players, to really, literally describe that, but if you want to well, you know, hit the highlights. Cleve, Cleve can give sort of a non-technical one of, like, what he did, like, I shot in this, but it's probably from the data, like, what happened there. It's camera will have recorded close-ups of Cleve being like, uh, uh, <laughs> dropping, dropping his guns. Cleve, I don't think it needs to be a play-by-play from Cleve's perspective. He's just going to be like, here's where I shot it twice, and then here's where I kicked it, and I tried to pull this out, but I couldn't. And then mostly it just pummeled me. Hmm, fascinating. Until Cor showed up and plugged in. This other one got beat up a little bit more. The EMP took it out. We physically knocked it over, and I ripped pieces out of it. Crude, but effective. They had a charging station at the network node that also had kind of like miasma cleaning cycles. So they've been through several days without that. So they might be kind of gunked up inside. Yes, we'll have to detoxify these. Mm. That may be better at my uh, outlying workshop. We'll get an extra battery. That will be useful. It's drained too. That's good. That means that you used it. And the functional one responds to verbal commands from Corazon, Cleve, and me. Show me. Well, Tenok has plugged it in. So, uh, spin in a circle. Indeed, there's a little... Like, it takes a second to process, it seems, the more complicated the command is. Yeah, we don't have control of its arms, though. (laughs) Hmm, hmm. Like, Tenok is, like, testing it as this is happening. Fascinating. Uh, Chloe's, like, in the corner... Chloe, I forget if she had a rifle or even like a bow and arrow, possibly. She is the only person here who owns a rifle. 
Okay. She may also yes. have a bow and arrow, but... Yes. Um, she was getting a sight put on it by Tanakh. And definitely, like, Chloe's eyeing this with a certain level of, like, suspicion. I apologize to her for taking over Tanakh's attention, like, from working on her project. I'm just not sure this robot's gonna add up to anything. Well, at the very it's least... new toys <laughs> for the data jacks, it seems. At the very least, it won't be beating up anybody else. That is an improvement, although it wasn't beating up anyone who didn't go there before. Uh, Tenok does say, like, if you'll help me get this to my garage, particularly this component and, like, this, like, giant, the mostly, most of the broken one, I can use some of these pieces. And there might be something you can test drive for me. Where's your garage? About an hour outside. It's another outlying crashed part of the ship. Ah, uh, I see. Are they asking us to do that now? Uh, sometime while you're back here in Data Haven, before you leave. But the sooner we get this out there, the better. If you, the characters, want to say, like, rest another day, that makes perfect sense. Okay, um, that sounds fine. You described Tenok as being very hardware-oriented. Mm-hmm. Do they have any paints in their workshop here? Paints? For their minis? <laughs> Give me a, like, perception check, I guess. I'm interested in two things. I'm interested in paints, and I'm interested in light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Two purples, but a black, because this place is a mess. Uh, this is perception. Don't you get a blue dye from Cleve? Oh, Cleve is right nearby. Thank you. It's a success with advantage. Okay. Uh, they do have a small set of different colors of paints, but like all different kinds of paints. It's not like, oh, I've got a set of da 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 da. Like, this was an exterior paint, this is an interior paint, this is some sort of like ship based paint. Spray paint. Yeah, it's definitely spray paint. Various amounts of various types of various colors. Uniformity, not happening. That's fine. I had an advantage. Do they have extra light bulbs also? Yes, they do have extra light bulbs. Okay. Then Mariah. Like, when Mariah is saying, like, sure, that should be no problem, that we can help with that, he asks, like, oh, but do you have some paint and light bulbs to spare? As he, like, kind of, like, moves over to where they are and, like, starts looking at the light bulb choices. Um, give me a charm check. You're gonna redecorate your room. I think this is just two purples. That is one success and three advantages. Hmm? Yeah, yes, those are taking up space, please. I need space for these robots. I don't have explicit thoughts on those advantages other than, yes, you get all the paints and the light bulbs. Okay, I have these advantages. I would like, later, after Mariah has done what he intends to do with these things, mm-hmm. I would like Tenok to be willing to help fix it to be better. Yes, if it's, especially if it's a hardware thing, I think that makes sense. Okay, because Mariah is not mechanically inclined. Okay. It's going to be the best easy bake oven anybody's <laughs> ever <laughs> Cleave. So, actually, while we're there and Chloe's there, how's the hunting? Because that last time we talked to her, she was going to go on a trip. Yeah, that's why you couldn't borrow her her scope thing. Yes. Never enough hands. Too many mouths. What'd you get? Bushbug. Bushbug. Yes. He tries to, like, indicate what size. She, like, erases part of a whiteboard and starts, like, drawing a relatively detailed uh, sketch of a bushbug. And, like, she puts very quickly... um, like dimensions on this. It roughly looks like something like a rabbit-sized, like, furry roach. Nobody thought to pack deer or anything on this trip. 
think one of the goals was to not pollute the planet with species that don't need to be there. A couple of sheep. I look through my zine to see if bush bugs are in it. Make a knowledge chiron check. Easy. Success for three advantages. What Indeed. else can you tell us about bush bugs? Uh, they're definitely edible. High in protein? Yeah, they're high in protein. They're not super fast, but they're hard to spot. Uh, is the tricky thing. They are also something that if they get inside your clean zone, can end up taking over. Not like quite like a roach, but like they breed very quickly. Oh, okay. Anybody farming them? Seems like a farm animal. I don't know anyone who would who could farm these. We don't have the facilities. I like the idea of Cleve building a hutch to like raise bug. I mean, how fast do they raise? Actually, he's actually yeah. thinking about it. Like, what could we build for that? I mean, cricket. There's cricket farms and things like that. He's heard of non-traditional farming. Right. Um, Chloe looks at you for a second. Like rabbits. Like... Rabbits breed pretty fast too. I don't know. I've never seen a rabbit. Would you like to help on hunt? Yes. Yes. Yes, he would so much. <laughs> Very well. Meet me tomorrow at sunrise. Alright. Bring good shoes. We need to be fast. Have fun. Rise as, as he gathers up his paints and stuff. Okay. Flash forward to you're having the evening meal or whatever. Apparently it's going to be bush bugs. It's ration packs mainly. Chloe is eating bush bugs. There's like... A couple people have chosen to have that, but there's like it's mainly ration packs, and a couple people seem kind of grumpy. They're like, "I swear this is a smaller portion than we were getting six months ago." That is the general vibe. Get the concept of ration. <laughs> it's not like obviously smaller, it seems, but it just like it seems like twenty percent smaller. So how does the bush bug taste? You try the bush bug. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's very gamey kind of flavor. I have not normally like, eaten insects. I don't how know. did Chloe prepare it? Like, is it stewed or is it just like rip off a leg and crunch on it? Probably most things are like almost microwaved around here. They don't have a ton of kitchen facilities. Might be better roasted. I was that's thinking what... like soups. Like soups that's... go so much further than just... And plus then you can get the nutrients out of like, you know, the collagen breaks down and stuff like that. Like if you're trying to get as much nutrition as possible out of... This is not anything that Mariah knows. This is just Jennifer speaking. Yeah. These yeah. are things that Cleve might know. Yeah. I mean, Cleve, or roasting, like you roast beetles, that's gets the better flavor for the meat. But if you have a lot of vegetables, do you, either of your characters hunt so beetles? What, what Mariah, Mariah's involvement in this would be if people are being grumpy and complaining about like their ration bars to like encourage them to like try some of the bush beetle because like mm-hmm. this is a... A supplemental food source. And yes. like So that'd be like a charm check. Yeah, like, I think this is charm or leadership. Cleve's the one who's more like the survival, like how, yeah. do, how do we eat these things efficiently? Yeah, right now it's you eating the bush bug, Chloe, Dr. Satali. How many purples of difficulty is this crowd? I think there's three just because it's a crowd. Now Cleve is starting to put together a thought of like the, what was it, the mushroom nut mushrooms shroom nuts shroom nuts, shroom nuts. Yeah. and then there's one that you can eat but it's not very good that's a xenofungus that was oh. supposedly edible but how to actually achieve that oh my charm check succeeds with one advantage you convince Roz to have some bush bug and Corazon have some bush bug and a coat and like Roz having some definitely has some impact people are more inclined to like give it a try in general though most of the people are still people don't hate it they're just like I you know I'll, I'm fine with what I have so at least they stopped grumbling. They stopped grumbling, yes. So you definitely you succeed in that point. I don't want to take away your success. 
Corazon actually kind of likes it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, I think you mentioned a soup, and I'm like, yeah, a soup could probably do that with a little bit of spices. You could throw some fungus in there and really make it. Chloe's like listening to you, like, are you also a chef? Uh, I mean, no, we cooked on the farm, but you basically, if you can get the nutrients from them, I'm assuming mushrooms have nutrients here. So if we can get those in there and then. Unless you mean xenofungus. Do they you know have, how to process that? Do they have nutritional to them? Chloe turns to like Dr. Satali in this instance, and Dr. Satali's like, well, we know there are nutrients in them, but they're locked away in a chemical situation that makes it a little difficult for humans to process. Okay, but the shroom nuts. Yeah. Shroom nuts, yes. Those you can absolutely eat. Yeah, I mean, we don't want anything that's going to be hard. Like, at least the shroom nuts, I feel like you could dry them and cook them, throw them in there. Well, we have very limited cooking facilities here. Do you want a survival check from Cleve? Yeah, I mean, let's do that. Cleve is like, I need a big pot. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Give me an average survival check. Um, with a black dye due to limited facilities. Right. But outside, although, I don't know. People get, me. like, nervous, but, like, oh, it's outside and, like, you need another facility. Okay, yeah. Plus, like, that generates a lot of smoke and that could, like, give away your location. He succeeds with a threat. Okay. Um, you burn yourself a little bit. Uh, like, you have to repurpose somewhat, like, 10 degrees let you borrow, like, his Bunsen burner or whatever set up. Yeah, I mean, if they have something that's just, like, a hot plate scenario. Yes, it's something like that. But, but even that is, like, they have limited amounts of, like, chemical-type supplies for that. Yeah. So it's, like, almost repurposing, like, a welding machine. It's not quite to that level right. as an actual hot plate, but you have to work to make it happen. But you do manage to make a nice little... Turn, like, the remaining bush bug remnants into a soup. What do they have for spices around here? There's an awful lot of chili powder. Like, an excessive amount. Why? <laughs> Please, like, why? Why do you have so much? Did this come from Earth? Yeah, no, that definitely came from Earth. Uh, different spice profiles needed to be preserved in different ways. The space that we had for climate control happened to be uh, of the sort that we could handle lots and lots of chili powder. The idea being, when the ship landed, we'd all, you know, get to share that different spices back and forth. Obviously, that didn't happen. Oh, we were in the... This is not Rise talking this about. You were in the chili spice wing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not the buffalo wings. Yeah, right. Not right. the buffalo wings. So, yeah, we've all gotten tired of it, if you want any of it. All the more power to you. Actually, yes, if there's extra, because that's stuff you could use. Dude, like, he pulls out like a gallon thing of it. Oh, yeah. I mean... Take as much as you want. Anything with eyes does not like chili powder thrown at it. <laughs> Cleve weaponizes the chili powder. You want some bags to go with that you can throw in people's faces with it? <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, yeah, he'll take the chili powder, but he will put a little bit of it in the yep. the thing. Just it absolutely improves the flavor of the push bug. Like, it's a little bit familiar, a little bit exotic. Let's figure different. out what works around here to get salt, I think. That seems like you can use that for a lot of stuff. Is there salt on this planet? That's what Cleve asks. Dr. Tally chimes in like, uh, yes, there are various salt deposits in different yeah. locations. Some are easier or harder to access. The rations would certainly have the required amount of sodium in them. Yes, also the rations will come with extra uh, salt packets. Okay, and they've been accumulating a pile of those. Yeah, well, like, every ration comes with, like, extra salt packets, extra pepper packets, instant coffee, usually some utensils. Well, because you can do a lot of preserving with salt, so that's why Cleve is interested in it. You can do a lot of preserving with salt. I don't know if you can preserve a salt for 100 years, but you can preserve a salt for, like, new meat that you bring in. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what he's interested in, not just yeah. flavor, but sometimes that makes all the difference, just making it salty. They do so, have limited freezer space here, Yeah. so it's a possibility. Okay. You just have to be competing with whoever's workshop needs something super cold. Cleve's already interested in just like giving me where these salt deposits usually are, so next time we're out we can try to get some. 
Because he's had his fair share of tanning and salted beef and stuff. Gonna build his own smoking shack. Mm-hmm. People are like, this stuff is, it's jerky. With You put enough salt on it, a little chili powder. Yeah. Bush bug jerky. Just a little bit of something different to eat. Just don't rub your eyes after you touch it. <laughs> uh, Mariah, do you want to talk to Dr. Sally tonight? Or we can just flash forward to, like, tomorrow? How much is this weighing on Mariah? It's kind of funny. Because of what happened outside, uh, Mariah's priorities have shifted from, like, talking to Dr. Zitali to modifying his room. Okay. Because the rooms here are small and dark. And Mariah has spent his whole life living in a city, like, where there is always light, like, fluorescent lights or whatever Mm -hmm. coming in. And so, like, when we were here in the first week, okay, it was dark, whatever. But, like, now, like, very fresh in his mind is, like, the memory and the smell and things like that. So his priority is fake window. That is the purpose of the paints and the lights. Okay. What I would like you to do, and we can sort this out, I have a section on the Data Haven Remodeling Project. It's going to start with his room, but I'm, it will definitely spread from there. Yes. First, you need a knowledge human check, actually. To the consult, like, what are the design patterns? What are you going to have in the window? Things like that. And, like, you're, all, you're sort of prototyping your room. You're thinking what can work for other people, too. Mariah just wants, like, a fake exterior. So not, like, abstract art or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just like a scene into like a city, a pasture. Uh. I think for his own room, he would do the view from a promontory on Chiron. Ooh. So like, and the way he sees it with like the dazzling red and purples and things like that. And the purpose for the lights is to kind of like hide them under like the top of the curtain so that there is like some daylight or okay. moonlight or whatever. So there is a little bit of light so that he's not in a completely black space. Okay. In that case, I think you should make a knowledge Chiron check. Two purples. I'm going to spend a story point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fail with two advantages. You're having a hard time getting what you saw onto either like this digital window or this actual like just what your painting is. I don't know. You've not... I guess Mario does little sketches. Yeah, he does. But this is a broader like landscape. So, like, little details look absolutely gorgeous, but, like, putting it together, like, you take a step back and you're like, that doesn't, it doesn't look like what you remember, right? It looks like paint on a wall. Um, you do have advantages. Other people see this and like, oh, that's a neat idea. Could you do that in my room? Or something like that? So, mechanically, when you want to try to convince other people to make this place look nicer, you will get a boost on your charm check or whatever. Okay. So if you'd like to do that, you can start with that. If you like, we can flash over to Cleve's Hunt. We can flash to Cleve's Hunt, because Mariah certainly wouldn't start working on other people's things at this point. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, what is Cleve's... kill some bugs. What does Cleve's alarm sound like? Probably just like whatever standard thing it came with. The beep. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, yeah. Just like beep, beep, beep. Okay. I wasn't sure if like, it, having grown up on like a farm, you preferred like a rooster, actual crow. Uh, actually, it might be on vibrate because he doesn't want to like make too much. Because we, we've been out, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. You set it for you know an hour or two before sunrise. Yeah, get all ready. Uh, you go to the front entrance. Chloe is already there, uh-huh. decked out. She's almost slightly like camouflaged. Okay, in like bits of like the red and green colors. That's a good idea. Um, you're in like your regular wear. I take it you don't know many other. I don't have clothes. anything else. It's yeah. all khaki. 
Yeah, she looks you up and down. You have your rifle. Good. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We need to be fast. Speed is key. We can't wait hours for prey to come. The air itself is toxic, remember. Fair. Traps? You want to try to set up a trap line you could? Then you can just go check the traps and then be done. Do you have a trap set on hand? I packed one. <laughs> ah. But I lost it. <laughs> Cleve says, yeah, I had one when I started this trip. Right. If you like, when you get to like the top of the yeah the elevator, yeah, I mean, I don't your trap set happens to be there. Okay. Uh, Is this a joke? Did you? I haven't seen that since I woke up. I would like a leadership check. Cleve's like, I don't know. This looks like mine. Like, Chloe thinks you're playing some prank on her. <laughs> that would have been a good setup, though. What's we should the... do traps. Oh, look, a trap. What's the difficulty? Do I have a trap? No. Chloe doesn't have a card, but is the kind of person with discipline. Let's go with the red and two purples. Okay. You have one story point. I don't think you should spend it on this. Yeah, I mean, I don't really... Either she believes me or she doesn't. Yeah. And no disadvantages or anything for anything. Um, I'll give you a blue die because you are like the only other survivalist person. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and you have not been so seen to be a practical joker so far. Yeah, I don't think Cleve is. His humor is not so. Oh, but it's a despair. So, but I succeed you with succeed a threat and a despair. Bit. Okay. I guess maybe he's a little bit gruffer than he probably should be. No, I haven't seen that. And like Chloe's actually a bit like taken aback. Who would play a joke like that? <laughs> She's like, fine, carry the trap yourself. <laughs> See who gets the most push bugs. Fair. Uh, Her eyes narrow. Hunting versus snares. We were going to be cooperative, but now... Yeah, now it's not so much uh, cooperative. Yeah. You're, like, up at the top. She's like, well, good luck. She picks a direction and goes off. All right, then I'll pick a direction and go off. Okay, then. I wonder what these bush bugs look like alive. <laughs> yeah, you know their approximate size. Or what they eat. I guess, you know, I'm just going to have to go look. Yeah, I have to go around yeah, yeah. and look and see what I see. This is going to be a hard survival check. She wants I'm... to be like that. Yeah, and you were kind of mean. Yeah, well. Um, this is going to be a red and two purples. I'm spending a story point. Do I get any bonuses for having the trap, or no? This is at this point. I'm just trying this to This is just out. to like start to find the game. Okay, um, but we have a story point. You have a story point. Yes, I'll use it for this. Because he needs to learn this stuff. At least I didn't roll a despair this time. I succeed. Oh, did I take strain for the threat? Oh, you should take one strain, yeah. Okay, because I have more threats. So two threats, but I succeed pretty handily. Two threats. You actually take a wound, I think. Okay. I hurt myself. Yeah. Yeah, you get scratched a little bit by okay. going through some thorns. You have to tread through some xenofungus. You don't get hit with miasma just yet. But yeah, you do manage to find like a little nest of what looks like, or like what you think is like bush bug sign. Right. And you're like, oh, that, that could be right. I would like some stealth for you to get close enough to, like, set up your trap where you think they're definitely going to... Yeah, I mean, if I can catch one alive, then I'd really like to see if these are farmable. Two of them, maybe. That's a good call. Yes, that is going to be a red and two purples. Huh. It might be better to try for easier game. They're so hard to sneak up on. But I do succeed. I mean, the benefit of the snare approach is that you won't have to sneak up on them. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, But two more threats. Oh, no, one more threat. Like, you wait around for a little bit, but nothing obviously comes out. You think, well, okay, you'll have to check tomorrow. Yeah, so I can set, maybe set the trap then. Yeah, but you set the trap, and you know you can check on it again, and it's, it's relatively close. Okay. Meanwhile, Chloe is doing a hunt of her own. Yeah, you do hear a gunshot off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly uh, Chloe's rifle. How'd that turn out? 
Uh, she comes back uh, with just like one more bush bug. Like, so not enough for like a whole bunch of people. So it was not a super helpful expedition. When I, as I'm there, what, do I have a, like any sense of what they might eat or anything like that? Like I'm setting a trap, obviously. Ideally, they I put some bait in it, but I don't know if I'll be able to tell that or if I'm going to have to guess without knowing what they are. Right. I think something that specific is a knowledge Chiron check. Okay. So two purples. I don't succeed, but two advantages. I may have to go ask somebody. Okay. They're probably vegetarian, is your guess? Yeah, probably mushrooms. (laughs) Probably some kind of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shroom nuts are around. Okay. You don't know how they would interact with earth plants. If that would be good for them, bad for them. If they're going to eat those way too much. Right. Maybe they were littler before we showed up. It's possible. It could be fattening up. Maybe they eat the xenofungus. Problem solved. I mean, that's how humans address the fact that we can't digest grass. Yeah. We eat the things that eat the grass. Bet you a sheep could do it. He's pretty sure a goat could handle xenofungus. Um, it takes you a few hours. Okay. You do get back to the Data Haven. And there's just like a note on the front. Uh-huh. It's like, got back an hour ago, bagged a bush bug. Let's compare. Chloe. Or like C, not even. All right. Chloe. <laughs> uh, and indeed, if you go back inside. I take the note. You take the note. Bag. Um, and I'll say, someone has shown you how to open the door. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense to not like computer hacking people, but like, just do this and you, the door will open. Uh, and she is waiting there not far from the entrance. Mm-hmm. Empty-handed. Trap set. Is it going to be sprung by dinner time? How did you think traps worked? You know this concept, right? Wow, these two. <laughs> That's like a full-on thing. Well, let's hope it worked. How did you find bushbugs? I just... How did he do it? I followed the... Whatever. Like, follow the sign, you think? or yeah. She, like, walks away a little bit, um, turns around and says, they don't like xenofungus. She's tried this before. Okay. <laughs> he's walking. Quig's like, I don't know what I'm going to catch. Um, he's yeah. not going to say it, though. But he's like, yeah. I have no idea if I catch something, what it's going to be. You can roll to recover straight. It'll be wolf beetles, probably. Poor wolf beetle caught in your <laughs> trap. Mean old cleave. <laughs> no Cooler discipline, right? Yep. Mariah, what do you look to? Uh, oh, I tramp. Too strange. He feels good. He's confident in his trap. Do you have any other thoughts on how you want to use that trap? Like, do you want to repair this situation with Chloe in any way, or this is insufficiently interesting? Um, I don't know that he cares. A little bit of a rivalry is not a problem for him, so I don't. Unless it feels like it would be good narratively, I don't think he's. He doesn't really care. <laughs> I mean. But he does want to improve the food situation of the colony. And yeah. if he's going to have like a hard time interacting with the other person with that aim, that is a problem. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could repair, try to repair it. What do you do? He's then? not worried about being liked, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't thinking so much about he wants friends, but like he needs functional working relationships. Yeah. Right. Let me put it this way. Like you, Cleve, realize this, like starting right. off with the wrong foot is like, is hurting, like, you know you could have gotten more done if you worked together. Like right, it is right. practically damaging. Okay, then, then maybe his triumph is as he's had a chance to think about it, he realizes he was a little bit of a jerk. You know, as, a, as opposed to it's her, what's her problem? I think yeah. maybe he realized he was a little bit more... He's a straightforward person. He'll he'll just go apologize. He'll just be like, hey, yeah, i sorry for my tone earlier. Yeah, you catch up with her. She's I was like, being a jerk. Preparing the bush bug. He's going to be straight up about it. A little bit, yep. 
Glad we had this talk. <laughs> uh, do give me a charm check. Does it get to have an upgrade? Like Yeah, you can definitely get an upgrade. Alright, what's the difficulty? Honestly, I think it's one purple. I succeed with an advantage. Yeah, no, no, no like you make things easy, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um for Chloe, that's check your trap tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Probably I'll show you a better hunting spot, maybe. Yeah, we'll see what I catch. Any thoughts on processing uh bug fur? The fur? Yeah. I look at it, is it like fur? Is it on skin? Is it on chitin? What is um, like the it's like thing? growing out of the chitin. So it's not like a nice convenient match. Like it's a hard shape. But like you could like shave off the fibers maybe. I wonder if we can soften the chitin somehow. Hmm. Like with vinegar or something. That's an idea. Well, scientists know these things, yeah? I guess. What have you used it for so far? The chitin? Yeah. Bowls, pots, bit of armor. I'm trying to think of what he might know about. Like, you can grind up bug shells, but I don't know what you use them. Lex doesn't know what you use them for, except for I know that you can use them to color pigments. Huh. I don't know what else you would use them for, or what they're actually made out of. But I'm sure Cleve might have some ideas. Maybe we grind them up and do stuff. But what do we need? What do we need fur for? Fair. It's more about we have it. What can we use it for? How long is it? Uh, it's like half an inch to an inch long. Paint brushes and paint pigments. That sounds like what everything is turning into. I mean, we might be able to stuff pillows with it if we had enough of it. Or use it as filters, maybe? That's a good idea, actually. Stuff filters? We will run out of air filters. That's not as pressing as the food issue. But I these mean, things don't die in the asthma, so maybe they filter naturally. On the farm, it would have been wool into pillows. Hmm. That's what we did with bad wool. Really? You've never seen a sheep or rabbit? I was born on this planet. Where would I see a sheep? I've seen a picture, yes. Oh, so you know what they are. I'm vaguely aware, but you've seen a picture of a bush bug. Or you've seen a corpse of a bush bug. I've tasted like a bush bug. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they eat? Like, I don't know if we, we can chit-chat or whatever. Uh, but yeah, what I think you can actually, like, UCC your charm track. Yeah, you have a, like... Pleasant, like, very practical conversation about what do wishbugs eat? What are some other things to be uh, concerned about? Yeah, I mean, I think he is serious about the idea of bushbug husbandry because they reproduce, reproduce quickly. That's yeah. actually an ideal thing. Chloe is suspicious of being able to actually cage them in into something they that they won't escape from. And if they're well reproduced in, a situ- in an environment where they are caged in. Are these bugs that just climb or bugs that fly? They climb and crawl, and they can squeeze into small spaces you wouldn't think they could fit in. Well, there could be like a partial domesticating where you just kind of have a... You feed them, and they just keep showing up. You give them a good environment, they'll have their babies, and then you just snatch a couple. Tricky balance, so you're not spending more food than you're getting. Yeah, depends on what they eat. Yeah, so you have a productive conversation, I think, with Chloe. You managed to repair that. Mariah. Jam Danielle here. The discussion of what's edible and how to process different foods is lightly inspired by the Alpha Centauri video game. Xenofungus tiles only produce food and other benefits after extensive research, except for the faction that inspired the stepdaughters of Chiron, as we'll see. In our game, the characters have to work out what changes to the environment, or to themselves, they need to make. 
Finding that balance and blending is an ongoing theme of the campaign. You've been listening to Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Danielle, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, Xenofungus is not the enemy.